Last Sunday, I mentioned that Advent is a time to prepare for the Lord's coming, and that there are three types of coming of Christ. The first one is the historical coming, when he became incarnate and was born in Bethlehem. Then there's a second coming that we await. It's the second coming that he promised at the end of time. But there's also that intermediate coming that he, through which the Lord comes to us through his grace, and that's happening right now. It's, it's an ongoing coming, if you want. And it's about this one that I'd like to reflect, especially on the second Sunday of Advent. Someone may ask or say about this, well, how is it that God is coming to us right now? I, I don't see it. Well, at times, you know, it, you need a detective eye to see it. You know how it is. The evidence may be right there, but only a trained eye, say someone like Sherlock Holmes, would see it and say, that's evidence of something that's going on. There's a story when Sherlock Holmes and Watson happened to be on a camping trip in one of their adventures. So after a good meal, they went to rest for the night. And a few hours later, Holmes awoke and nudged his friend and said, Watson, look up and tell me what you see. Watson replied, I see millions of stars. Okay, said Holmes, and what does it tell you? Watson pondered for a moment and said, astronomically, it tells me that there are millions of galaxies. Horologically, I deduce that the time is approximately 3 a.m. Theologically, I can see that God is all-powerful and that we are insignificant. Meteorologically, I suspect that we will have a beautiful day tomorrow. What does it tell you, Holmes? And Holmes replied, Watson, your brain is not fully awake at 3 a.m., Someone has stolen our tarp. Well, I, I would grant that the signs of God are not, not as obvious as that. But it's still true that we may be very sharp in analyzing a lot of things around us and still miss the action of God. And I think this happens because God's graces are like clues that need to be followed. You need to follow up on them. And if you don't follow up on a clue, the next one doesn't make a lot of sense. And the one after that doesn't, make any, doesn't mean anything at all. Each of those graces that God presents to us, if we leave them unheeded, we become gradually blind and deaf to them. And that's why Jesus said after his res- that after his resurrection, he would be visible to his disciples, but not to the world. That the world will not see him, but his disciples would. And one of them, Jude, is a bit puzzled and asks, why, Lord? How is that possible? And Jesus responds in John 14. He says, whoever loves me will keep my word, and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. So what Jesus is saying here is precisely that. It's not that I won't present any signs or clues to those who don't believe. The signs are there, but it's just they don't see them. You need to be in that connection with my Father to perceive them. 
and those who do respond to my words, if you do respond to them, you will see my presence with you. And he promises this, which is amazing. He says, and my Father and I will love you and will come to you and make our dwelling with you. Did you hear that? That's the coming, the intermediate coming. It's not something that some brainy theologian created. It's, it's in the gospel. Jesus says he would come to dwell in us. So how does he come? Well, there are a number of ways, and we can see them mirrored in today's gospel. The first one is when the Lord comes to us in whispers, in inspirations. His graces come to us like this gentle nudges, as a good thought, as a desire to do something good for someone, or maybe to finally, I need to forgive this person, or I need to go back to confession, or why not go to church, or I could, I could just think differently about this situation. Um, notice how many people went to John the Baptist in the desert. They were prompted by the Holy Spirit to, do, to go and do that. That was God coming silently into their hearts, just like it happens to us on many occasions. Only that at times we might be distracted. You know, there's a lot of things going on. Our phones are buzzing all the time. And then we miss many of those whispers from God. Another way in which the Lord comes to us is a direct consequence of the first one. When people around us begin to respond to those promptings from the Holy Spirit, well, that's, that's telling us something, isn't it? Imagine you're living in first century Palestine, and suddenly you see that almost the entire town is going to the desert, and you ask, what's going on? Where are you all going? Oh, there's this prophet, haven't you heard? John the Baptist. We're going to meet him in the Jordan River. Well, that's a, that's a pretty powerful sign of God that this is happening. I remember this... Uh, young man in Argentina, I call him Matias for this purpose here, uh, whose best friend had had a very profound conversion. He became really into his, went into his faith and was inviting him to come to our church in Pilar in Argentina to one of the masses. And Matias was a bit skeptical. He, he thought, well, you know, faith and religion, I mean, it's great, but it's not for young people like me, really. But finally, he decided to give it a go. He went to the church he, dis he discovered it was not only his friend. It was so many, you know, dozens of young people who were on fire with the faith. And that, he said, and, and on top of that, he added, they were pretty normal. <laughs> so he said, that was, that convicted me, he said, uh, because I realized that I could be really into my faith. It was an option for me as a young person to truly believe. So, other people's responses to God's grace becomes also a sign. A third way in which God comes to us is through his prophets. This is also an external one, but it's more striking, if you want. It's the, the presence of people who are really, really um, holy, if you want, or really speak to us about God. And this was John the Baptist for people in that generation. I mean, his persona... His lifestyle, it was so um, shocking, in a word, different from other people, that it kind of sent this shockwave across the Judean society. People were wondering, is he just nuts or is he for real? Right? 
And many saints in their time were that wake-up call for people in their generation. We have had our saints in our time. Uh, maybe you, re- you read about this, this youngest beatified young man, a teenager called Carlo Acutis, who lived in northern Italy. He, he was 15 or so. He was diagnosed with leukemia. He died, I think, in 2010. And he's already a blessed. He was a lot into technology. He was a normal young teenager, and he loved the Lord. He loved the Eucharist. And his own mother says that her own conversion happened because of him. You know, he was a powerful influence for people around him, but also for his own immediate family. Like his mother says, I, re- I reconnected with my own faith because of Carlo. Well, that's a, a third kind of sign. And then there's a fourth type of coming of the Lord through his sacraments. The baptism of John was a sort of figure or anticipation of the sacraments. People went there to proclaim that they, they repented. They were asking for forgiveness. Well, for us now, we have this ongoing sign of God that is the Eucharist. Every time you receive the Lord, he is coming to you as he promised. He is living in you and, and growing, making your soul grow. You know, I'm always impressed that how many people, when they experience Mass for the first time, it's a very striking thing. I grew up with Mass from the time I was very little, but it's amazing to see when people discover what the Eucharist is for the first time later. I remember the story of this religious sister, Teresa, who is part of the Society of Mary in Oregon. She grew up a Protestant with a great love for Christ, but never knew the Eucharist. And when she went to college, she had a teacher in school who was a Catholic deacon. And the deacon says, well, you might come to my church one Sunday and listen to my preaching if you want to look into this style. Or... And she said, okay, without thinking much of it, she went. And she said, from the first moment I went in, I was like struck to the heart. I, had, I, had, I felt this tremendous desire to receive Christ because something convicted me that he's, he was there. And, and Sister Teresa said, I left that Mass that evening and I drove home crying all the way because it had been so moving for me. Well, she went on to sign for RCIA. She entered the Catholic Church and then she discerned that the Lord was calling her to be a religious. But it all began with that sign, that first Mass. It was such a moving, moving sign for her. I would not dare to say something bold here, but I would say this. I assure you that Jesus has been directly involved in many of the signs that you have experienced from him in the past few weeks. It's not simply a coincidence. He was directly involved in coming to you, in reaching out to you. You can imagine that one day this conversation might take place when you come to the new Jerusalem and you meet the Lord and he may take you aside and says, let's go for a walk. And you may start talking to him and maybe saying, Lord, it would have been much easier for me to recognize you if you had maybe spoken very clearly, but at times it was hard. And he will start to say, well, remember all these moments in your life? Remember back in 2020, the year of the pandemic? Who do you think prompted that person to be kind to you and to reach out to you? Who do you think inspired you the thought of praying, going to church in that moment? Who do you think put that article in your way? 
Who do you think encouraged you to forgive your family? Who do you think saved you from sinking into despair in that moment? Who do you think kept you from going too far in reacting to that argument? Well, we can wait until that conversation takes place one day, or we can start maybe opening our eyes, getting those detective eyes to start discovering the many signs of the Lord's coming throughout these days and these weeks.